Sean Capri, and welcome to We the Gamer Cast. It publishes on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Play every single Monday. Patrons get it first, they get it on Fridays. Thank you for subscribing, for rating the show on Apple Podcasts, for telling your mom, for telling your friend, for telling your dad, for telling your step cousin, for telling that, um, telling your favorite crush. Telling your high school crush. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for being here. Uh, you're in for a real treat, uh, but I'm getting a little ahead of myself because if you're new, here's the deal. Every week I have sweet hangs with a stranger from the internet. And if you want to be on the show, just tweet at me at Sean Capri. Sean like Connery, Capri like the pants. And Chris Johnston is on the show today from Player One Podcast. And I am just always so fortunate to have anybody want to be on the show, let alone Brandon Myers from last week and sharing the story that he did last week. If you guys are here for the first time, um, you guys, you can always go back. There's a whole catalog of incredible conversations with friends and strangers and everybody from, from gaming Twitter, probably the, for the most part. And I'm just glad to be on the road, man. Glad you guys are here. Uh, we just wrapped up a weekend of gaming for Guru, uh, Myself and nine other content creators uh, were raising money for our good friend Bobby Pauls, the Nintendo guru. He has been in the hospital. I feel like, man, I, I like how do you how do you shift from like, hey, everybody, welcome to the show. And then like Bobby Pauls has been in the hospital since um, Halloween, pretty much. Uh, I think November 1st was actually the, the first day that he was admitted in there. Um, I miss him horribly. Uh, he's been gone for so long and has had a a very rough road. And I just want him to be okay. A lot of us um, wanted to help him out the best that we could, the, the the way that we know how. So we rallied together and we created content for essentially 72 hours straight from Friday through Saturday to Sunday. We wrapped up. I think PSVG was actually the team to close things out last night. And as as I record this on Monday night, just moments after recording with Chris, we sit at $19,616 raised for Bobby, Bobby Paul's. As I said, he was, he's been in the hospital since he's still there, um, in the intensive care unit, uh, because of COVID-19. And I miss him terribly, man. I, I miss him so much. And yesterday, as the donations continued to come in and I was sort of recovering <laughs> from my 24 hour stream that I did from Saturday at 10 a.m. to Sunday at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, the rest of Sunday was spent trying to rest up a little bit. I had a couple hours sleep, which was very nice. Um, but definitely not fully recovered, I would say, on the, on the rest front. Because, and I, and I know this from doing extra life. I know that the day afterwards is, and maybe even the day after that, is touch and go on the emotions front for me. It's, uh, everything hits a little harder. Everything, you, 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 you push yourself to the limit, or at least I did. I pushed myself to the limit with the 24 hour stream, trying to do everything that I could to drive, um, donations for this cause for Bobby to help him not only just to help him on the, with the money. Cause I, I think that's obviously going to be part of his journey back, but to show him that this community loves him and this community cares for him and that we miss him and we watch out for one another and we were there for him when he needs us the most. We, I think, like I said, more than just the money, which in and of itself is a huge gesture. Nobody wanted Bobby to feel alone with this we even though he, he doesn't know what's happening right now i cannot wait for him to come to know the mountain of support that has been built over the months and, and i and i feel like had a particular spotlight this weekend with with the gaming for guru and i want to thank everybody who supported with their donations by participating in the streams by sharing for buying merch 
and especially everybody who um, created content alongside me, the, the the core gaming for Guru Crew, Joe After Work, Lizabelle, Console Kato, Quest for Pixels, PSVG, Nintendo Dads, Mega Dads, The Trophy Room, and, and Holly Crossing, everybody putting in what they could to engage their communities and friends to um, to rally for this cause. And like I said, I cannot wait for Bobby to come to know how much love and support was shown over the weekend for Gaming for Guru. It's really special. It hit me really, really hard yesterday as I was watching the, the dollars continue to come in. Whenever, I don't know, I, I'm only going to speak for myself, but for, I wonder um, for the others in Gaming for Guru or anybody like even watching this thing um, over the last little while, Every dollar that came in, it was such a proud moment. Every donation that came in, it was like, oh, we, we, we got them a little further. We got a little, we like, we did, we did even more. And there's always like this, I don't know, like this is probably just a me thing, but there was this fear that like, okay, that's probably everybody. Like there's no way that there's anybody left. There's no way that we can raise another dollar. There's because we've already, we've already seen such tremendous support for him. And then somebody else comes in with another gift and another person shares and another person buys a t-shirt. And that was so, so encouraging. And it's continuing even now. Like I'm continuing to be surprised. Like we, the, the, the content really stopped yesterday, but we're getting donations all day. Like we, we've got a bunch of gifts coming in today and the trophy room, Joseph, Mr. Babbitt himself is throwing more prizes into the pot and Lee Navarro from Phoenix Overdrive throwing more prizes into the pot, just adding to stuff. So if you guys haven't already, we're still accepting donations for. I'm just trying to think. When did we actually? Mm, this is <laughs> this is going to air on the 25th. So uh, by the time you guys are listening to this, it's probably it's still okay. You're still more than welcome to contribute to the to the GoFundMe. Um, but the prizes will be drawn by the time that you're listening to this. Most likely, uh, we got a ton of prizes that we're giving away. So I'm very excited to do that. That's the that's the tail end of gaming for Guru. And thank you to everybody for your part that you played in this. It was a a very proud moment in in what is surely going to be another tough year. And this is just one of those things that the gaming community, when we rally together, it's special, man. It's something that I don't think many people really understand. And it's been interesting to even like talk to my family and people in my, in my, like in my, in our, in, in real life, um, who maybe don't really understand like the friendships that we all have with each other, like on the internet, like it's maybe strange to them. Maybe they don't really fully understand it until they see this, this happen. And it was, it was a proud moment for me to show my family, like this is what we were able to accomplish together for Bobby Paul, somebody who I talk to every single week at the very, at minimum, you know, we would jump on a call and record a podcast, but you know, we're always, we're always texting each other. We're, we're always encouraging each other. We're building together. We, we run the Patreon together and everything. And I miss him. I miss him a lot. It's, it was so sudden that he was, um, that he became so sick. Uh, and I, and I don't know that everybody realized like quite how sick he was. Maybe we didn't want to realize it or we just didn't really know. It's not something that you like shout from the rooftops, but, but he, um, he's had a really rough go and I want him back. I want him to have a, a, a quick recovery and a, and a full recovery. I can't wait to, I just can't, there's a number of things I can't wait to ask him. Honestly, like that, that, that's the whole other side. Once we get past the, like, I want him to be healthy, but I want to talk to him about this experience, man. Like it's, I'm sure it's going to be a fascinating take. And, um, I just want him back on the microphone. So, uh, I mentioned the Patreon and I want to thank everybody who supports this show and the Xbox drive and everything else that I do and what I do with Bobby and, um, 
so much over at patreon.com slash Yumi Capri. Uh, we've got about 49 patrons over there. It would be great to have the 50th, but I want to uh, spend a moment and thank our amazing producers over there, like our Diamond Executive Producers, Slimer Snarf and Jonathan Brown, our Platinum Producer, Dallas Ford, and our Gold Members, Xavier Reyes, Ashley Nicholson, Argo, Gene K, Marcus O'Neill, Trucker Sloth, Skinny Matt, James Johnson. It occurred to me that, I mean, I'm always thinking about this sort of stuff, but I thought maybe I should actually like call it out here on the show. Thank you guys for continuing to support this Patreon while Bobby is away. That is really, really meaningful. It is not lost on me. It has not been lost on me. Um, I would totally understand if you're like, mm, maybe I'll put this on pause because Bobby hasn't been here this whole time. I really appreciate it. Um, yeah. If you guys ever have any questions about it, let, like you can DM me and we can we can talk about that kind of stuff. But thank you to everybody at patreon.com slash Yumi Capri. It helps more than words can say. Now, uh, I think I've told you everything that I want to say other than, oh, bit.ly slash gaming for guru. That's where you can go to donate. Now, my guest, Chris Johnson, uh, has been insanely kind to me over the years. Uh, a number, a little while ago when I was doing a show called If We're at Nintendo with Bobby, uh, we got a message in from Chris Johnston and just letting us know that he's been listening for a while and he's a big fan. And then I come to know who this guy is and like, what are the chances that he finds our show? And that was such a motivating moment for me that uh, Chris and I end up talking about in our conversation here. I'm so lucky to know him and to we, we message each other. I, I think we're I think we're friends, Chris. I think that I think I can say that. So lucky. What is this life? Um, and I'm just grateful for this show and that you guys listen and that these types of things happen instantly turned my whole Monday around, man. This was such a great chat. Um, the music that you're about to listen to is from curse of monkey Island. Cause it totally reminds me of sea of thieves. And Chris obviously puts in trillions of hours into that game. So why don't we just jump on into it? Here is my conversation with Chris Johnston. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. But hey, congratulations on just, you know, getting the word out for Bobby and Thanks, uh, praising so much. That's awesome. It kind of keeps going, actually. It's, you know, just when you think that, like, it's over, just when you think people have given everything that they can give and you've reached every last person, then you check back again and more people seem to be finding the site and donating and finding a reason to give. And it's really awesome. Like, I... At the same time, I just I just want him back. You know what I mean? Like it's so totally. great. Um, <laughs> but like you just wish like it doesn't make any sense to to think like we just do this, we do a good job here, then we snap our fingers, and then he comes back. It's like it's not exactly how it works, but somehow right. in your mind you kind of you do the thing, and then you just you want to we want to give it to him. You know, like we want him to like he has no idea that this is happening, and it's just that's a little it's kind of hard to deal with and you know at the at the tail end of a 24-hour stream it's just like everything hits you a little bit differently so sure. we were hitting like 18 19,000 dollars late last night and it's just like oh it's so great but so overwhelming really yeah but yeah yeah, yeah. yeah like i thank you for like getting the word out on sure on everything on second player and on the pot on I'm just now realizing that maybe that's a pun off of Player One podcast. Is that is that uh, I'm like literally this moaning? <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, it's a perfect fit. I love that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, anything I could do to help is just yeah. 
I, you know, I've been listening to you guys since if we ran Nintendo and listening to a lot of Poppy shows, and it just sucks uh, that he hasn't been around for three months. It's it's hard to believe, and we started to talk about all the things that he's missed. You know, it's one thing to say he's been in in the hospital since Halloween, which should on its own be like enough. And then yeah. I think Donnie was saying on one of his shows, like he missed the new consoles. Which, yeah. of course, I knew, but you can, like, so much has happened since then that, like, yeah, like, he, he missed the launch of the Xbox and the, and the PlayStation. And then he missed, of course, Christmas and New Year's and everything else. He missed his own birthday, which was just, oh, wow. Maybe, I think it was a week ago today, actually. Huh. So, yeah, he spent the, his birthday in the hospital. So those all start to add up. And yeah, we just want to yeah. do whatever we can to, to help him. So it was just, like, really encouraging to be listening to the shows that I listened to, anyways. And I didn't ask you directly to go like hey man can you can you share this out or and same thing with a few others so it's just like i I think i was listening to your guys' show the friday before i went live and like oh snap like that's that's us that's the that's that's bobby so (laughs) thank you thank you so much that that was really heartwarming absolutely man any anything to help out with this it was a huge help it it added i think some like validity to it as well that's not just a bunch of i mean it is a bunch of us idiots just trying to do something good but (laughs) it just i think drew a little bit extra attention to it and like i said i just can't wait for him to to find out like the money is one thing but to to learn about all the effort and commitment that everybody showed was really special yeah every time i get an update uh from the gofundme in my email box i read it right away right what's new (laughs) I know like, it's, go right it, to it. it's funny like you get emails from all over the place but that's the one I I read it instantly like yeah tell me like like what is it and you know I it is slow and I, I have to be patient with his progress and yeah. his recovery and everything but of course like I think I'm with everybody else to say like I can't wait for that update to show up and say like he's up and he's around and he's what's up everybody like you know exactly. he's, he's back to himself but and and it's selfish but in like a friendly kind of way, like I'm being selfish and like, I would love to know what his roadmap is. Right. Like, yeah. yeah. But I think it's funny that I'm just trying to imagine like your, your core family basically knows like your, um, reach. I think they have a a pretty good understanding of like, you're on the internet. People kind of know who you are. If something were to happen to you, like a lot of people would, would probably do something very similar to this. But Bobby's family, I don't think is the same. (laughs) And I don't think my family would have quite realized this where we all want to know. And so we're contacting like whoever it is. There's like, there's a couple of them who are available on the internet for like for contact. And we kind of have to be mindful of that whole thing. Like they're just trying to make sure that their brother or their son or cousin is doing okay. And then like this internet people (laughs) come out of nowhere (laughs) and it's like, we're going to do this thing and we want to know all this stuff and we want to be involved, but we're still like an outer ring, an outer circle away from like the yeah. core unit, you know? So just try to be That's mindful true. of that. Yeah. But yeah, pretty heavy weekend. <laughs> yeah, definitely. But hey, I'm glad that it uh, went well for, for gaming for guru. I, yeah. I, just awesome stuff. <laughs> well, now we got to worry about shipping out all these prizes. We got all excited. <laughs> That'll be the next thing, right? <laughs> Seriously. It's just like, I'm just trying to worry about like one thing at a time and uh, not try to get too overwhelmed about it. But you, you just yeah. kind of get, you do get almost like carried away by like the positivity of everybody. Like one, you know, Donnie's coming to the table with like, he's given a series S Nintendo dads are coming to the table. They're giving away like a, a switch and everything. You're like, and everybody's like, 
not one upping each other, but really just trying to show up in the best way possible. Right, right, and and right. Joe today from uh, Bad Bit from the Trophy Room, he's like, okay, that's it. I got to bring another Series S to the table. It's like, holy crap, you guys, this is incredible. So <laughs> it's a whole it's a whole thing, and we're all just yeah. trying to make it work. And yeah, anyway, it's been it's been pretty cool, man. How are things with you? How are things going? Things are good, yeah. you know, trucking along. Yeah, I think uh, you know, COVID and uh, remote learning yeah. with my daughter, who's nine. Uh, it's it's been a challenging year, but everybody's it's been a challenging year for everybody, really. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> but it's going well. Yeah, Has I realized like- it's been like three years since we did a. Like three years was the last uh, We the Gamer cast that we did together. Was it three years ago? Were you moved three. yet? Had you moved or were you about to move? No. No, I was a year and a half away from moving. Oh, snap. So I was still at Adult Swim at that time. Mm-hmm. Last yeah. time we, we did this. So basically life's the same. <laughs> well, it's exactly the same. <laughs> Nothing's changed. <laughs> well, you guys are on to what? Like episode like uh, 1200 or 700 oh. or something like that on Player One? Uh, 741. Yeah. Can you like remind me like what? Because podcasting it seems like is so accessible now. Like how did, were you guys like sending them out on like burnt CDs to to people on a <laughs> on an email newsletter list or something like that? Not quite, but I mean the only place to get podcasts was iTunes, right? At that time, and it was like more here's our RSS feed. You put it into iTunes, right? It'll download a new episode, and then you have to sync it to your iPod at the time. No kidding! What a pain yeah. in the ass. <laughs> <laughs> huge pain mm-hmm. yeah what about like putting it up there like what about like submitting it, it was just you same thing basically same process as now like you get an, an yeah. itunes account and actually yeah very similar like um libsyn which is where we host mm-hmm. um they were around back in 2000 when did we start 2006 good they God. Were around, so we started right as they started basically yeah as a podcast hosting company and uh we've used them ever since that was how we got it on uh, on the web, and then you know made an iTunes entry, and mm-hmm. that was that was how everything worked. Can you actually time. scroll back and and download and listen to the first one? Like, have you guys kept the same yeah. feed all these years? You can go back and listen. Same to exact every single same feed. One. You can listen to every single one from episode zero. We did a test episode, uh, as a, a lot of podcasts do, that yeah. had sound effects and like uh, morning <laughs> zoo type stuff. I think. <laughs> Really? Like, maybe, like radio? Maybe the morning zoo stuff was in the test episode that we didn't publish. Yeah. Um, but we, yeah, started off with that and they did like a 45-minute episode using SOCOM headsets. Oh, we, my we God. Used like whatever headsets we had at the time because mm-hmm. we, when we started Player One, we weren't sure if we were going to stick with it right. at all. So we didn't want to like buy expensive gear of course. or anything. I don't think anybody should. Really? No, I don't. Really? I agree. Yeah. I think you should just use whatever USB headset you have or <laughs> whatever so material calm, you have. <laughs> I, so think, I, headset. I think Bobby, yeah. when he first started podcasting, I think he was using like the Wii U like video chat function. I don't know exactly how he ended up like getting it off of that, but I'm pretty <laughs> sure he was chatting over like the Wii U. Amazing. So speaking of like using whatever <laughs> there, there's got to be like a great collection of stories out there of like people like whatever, you know, basically two cups and a string. Like yeah. sort of versions of that, whatever you could kind of cobble together to just that's when you know you're dedicated, though. It's like you just it's true. Look, you look around your room like something's got to work. Something's got to <laughs> what do I have here. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I keep remembering the the first podcast I ever recorded was um we weren't really set up anywhere. And I had a 
had an ironing board. It's actually right there. Mm -hmm. And I set up my laptop on that. I didn't have a desk or anything. I just set my laptop up on an ironing board. So it was, you do what you can. Yeah. And exactly. humble beginnings, yeah. I think. What's yeah. that sick Parvis Magna something something from Uncharted? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know about you, but um, like early episodes of Player One, when I edited those, I would like be really harsh with the edit Me like too. every bit of silence or mm -hmm. if i said um or like any mouth noise or headphone click that you could hear i would oh, yeah. edit out and it would take like four hours mm -hmm. on a sunday to yep. edit this thing it always was sunday sundays is podcast day that always seemed to be the thing and there was one i i, I lost an episode early on and felt terrible about it but did find it mm -hmm. in like temp files and audacity and was able to stitch it back together but it was in six second like wave right. file fragments it was just awful. And Oh, I'm familiar with that backup. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I'm sure. It's like, just, I should have just like left it. Just that, that episode's just gone. Like these, these things happen, but yeah, yeah. I, I, I I'll never forget that. And, uh, yeah, the, the, the humble beginnings of starting a podcast, but what was it? What was your first show? What was the, what was, what'd you talk about? What, what was oh, the man. title of it? Um, okay. So there's a couple different ones that I sort of like count as first. Like I participated in, we the gamer cast before it kind of turned into this because i was okay. writing for we the nerdy and yep. they had we the gamer cast and it was basically like basically like your show like a pretty like four people show up and we talk about the news and what you're playing and stuff like that and so we did those a couple episodes of that and everybody fell apart nobody could show up at the right time and it just kind of like <laughs> but i always wanted to podcast I, I wanted to try to see if i could do something and i was really into Mark Marin at the time and figured like the format is exactly his like the intro yeah. the music like all I got to do is just start picking up my guitar and like yelling at my cats or something uh, <laughs> but yep. yeah I wanted to so I basically just transformed the the format into into this but so I was mm. doing some some stuff like joining on guest podcasts and there was another there's a couple other somewhere in the deep deep darkness of the web of me showing up on podcasts with two or three other people yeah. talking about what you're playing and stuff but really this was the first one like this was mm -hmm. the first like thing that I started on my own. And then Bobby was, I think the f fifth or sixth guest. And he can, I was about to shut this down. Like I was, I was having a really hard time because it's like the editing takes forever and right. who the hell is even listening and why am I even doing this? And all those questions came around. And then Bobby came on and just like a blew me away. And we became, we, we chatted on the recording for like two hours and then we kept on going for three or four hours afterwards we just kept talking and talking also because mm -hmm. i don't think i was confident enough to go like all right i need to leave now <laughs> like, i just didn't really know I need to stop you uh, <laughs> I, I have stuff to do I have, like lots more to do but uh yeah, yeah I, I wasn't really confident to to do that so but at the end of the episode with him he was like everybody should get on this he really encouraged like people listening and he he reached out to a bunch of people that he knew and it all kind of started from there so like this whole uh -huh. gaming for guru thing like it it has it's deeply rooted because that was that was five years ago. It was 2016 yeah. when he was on, and yeah, my first episode of this was December 2015. So just okay. like that, I've had two kids since then. Like <laughs> a lot has happened. A lot has changed. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty soon you'll snap your fingers and it'll be 14 years, and you'll be like, "Where has the time gone?" And only kids are going away to college, and uh... <laughs> you're still doing We the Gamer Cast. Yeah. How do you guys feel the fact that you, does it does it make sense? Is it do you, can you comprehend the fact that you guys have been doing it this long? Like, does no. that even make, yeah? Like, no, it's just so fast. I mean, uh, I worked at EGM from '94 off and on from '94 to 2004, and I thought that was going to be the longest 
that I'd been anywhere. That was like the longest I'd been doing any one thing. Right? Mm-hmm. And then the podcast started, we started in 2006 and I did not think it was going to last past 10 episodes at all. <laughs> <laughs> How come? Why? Like just regular, just doubt that like, or was there something about it that you're like, mm, not really sure if this is going to last. Just doubt. Yeah. And also like, it's something you have to do. Like it's just an extra thing that right. you could easily Super cut out optional. Of, your, of your life. <laughs> <It's> Absolutely. <optional. laughs> I could be playing games now instead of. <laughs> Talking on the internet for two hours, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, because you guys were so early on, like, were you even able, like, were you essentially like creating your own format as you went along? Like, you didn't really have too much to go off of. Uh, we kind of copied one up yours. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, the genesis of the show of Player One was that I was would play on Xbox Live with Greg Seward oftentimes, like at night, mm-hmm. and we'd talk about games, and we just like shoot the crap about games for an hour or whatever. And right. one day, one day we were like, you know, this could be a podcast, right? Like yeah. we could do this. Like one ups doing this podcast. We could do this. That's the best moment. We could just record this. and <laughs> release like, it. Didn't like family guy do exactly that. Like this could be the podcast. Like we could just talk about stuff and this is it. This is the thing. <laughs> exactly. I love exactly. That. And that was how it was. And then we got, we roped in Phil because he was also a good friend. And, yeah. uh, then uh, we were off and running. Yeah. Holy cow. Yeah. Hmm. Never stopped. We, well, we I missed like one week, I think, one or two weeks in the entire uh, 14 years, almost 15 that we've that, been. That's just it. You know, I'm feeling pretty good about five years and you've got like three times that. I think about like all the things that have happened in my well, – like, where were you in life when you started? Like what was happening – so you're playing 360, but like, like you just mentioned your, your daughter's nine. So you've had – family happened since then yeah i was single i was living in houston texas i was working at an anime magazine called new type usa that's awesome really yeah i was part of (laughs) video games at the time but also like playing a lot of stuff and uh you know talking with greg on the internet are (laughs) you like so is that more of like a professional thing i don't know if there's like a, a um total separation of like what you're working on what you're what you enjoy but like i feel like i almost never hear you talk about anime like are you should be should you be starting up a side podcast no no, no please, please don't <laughs> that, make me start that's another up chapter an really? podcast. <laughs> no um i i mean video games and anime go hand in hand right sure, like sure. It, in the early 2000s if you liked video games it was very likely especially if you liked japanese video games or anything like that you were mm-hmm. gonna also be an anime fan and i was and uh a, f- a good friend of mine who I worked with at the place, he was at the PlayStation magazine. He left to go be editor in chief of this anime magazine mm-hmm. in uh, 2003. And he knew that I liked anime. He knew that I liked the magazine that he had moved to. And so he offered me a job to come help him make this thing. Mm-hmm. So I jumped at the chance. I was like, this is great. Like anime is my other hobby. Yeah. Like, video games is one thing. Anime is my other hobby. This will be perfect. Mm-hmm. So then I worked at New Type USA, which was an English language version of a Japanese magazine. They licensed a magazine, basically. Okay. And then translated it, and we did uh, fresh content for the U.S. market mm-hmm. and released that. And that lasted from – well, I lasted there from 2004 to 2007. Yeah. And that was a, a wild ride, and I burnt out on anime hard. Oh, really? I'll bet. No kidding. <laughs> So it's one thing when you're a fan and you're collecting like the stuff that you like, Mm -hmm. but when all of a sudden 
you have to consume everything. You have to become an omnivorous consumer of all things anime and manga and all this stuff. Yeah. And then you also, because the company that produced it was also an anime company, you got to see some behind the scenes stuff and how like strange the U.S. <laughs> anime industry was at that time. Like it really s- sort of made me sick of <laughs> yeah well and it's funny how like sometimes that can be the thing where you can get like a little too much of the thing and sometimes you it's like those. right but right. also like wouldn't that have happened at egm right like it did oh yeah it did. <laughs> but so, but you still play cthes for 1200 hours well right so i mean we'll get to right. that but <laughs> it's, so right, all i'm saying is like it, it's funny how like maybe it's just the nature of anime where it's just like everything yeah. all the thing like it's like like super high dose of anime there's no like i don't know maybe there is another chapter of anime i'm not as familiar with where it's a little more subdued but and i mean i still i still watch the occasional show but i'm not nearly as into it as i was for sure Mm -hmm. um but with video games like when i worked at egm i was news editor at egm uh from like 97 through 2004 yeah and i was on the review crew and played just tons of games and wrote about games you know working on a video game magazine you were bombarded with this stuff and I did burn out on it in yeah. 2004 when I left to work at the anime magazine. I was burnt out on yeah. on games, and it wasn't until uh, so I left in the spring of 2004 and then came back to video games in a bigger way when Halo Two came out mm-hmm. uh, in the fall. That got me way yeah. back. <laughs> because suddenly, like everybody that I was friends with on Xbox Live, everybody who worked at the magazines, they were on xbox live playing halo 2 and mm-hmm. i could join up with them talk with them and it was just like getting the band back together it was great yeah yeah so that kind of pulled me back in to games do you think that there's <laughs> still like that social aspect to to games like i don't know maybe it's just because we're all over the place now it just seemed like you know on the 360 days it just seemed like or even earlier just xbox live seemed to be like a destination like they yeah. absolutely just nailed it with that and i just there's no way it's less important now, but it's just less identifiable. Like I, I don't hear anybody saying like my Xbox live friends, like we just play on Xbox. I don't know. It's just strange, but yeah. you're right. Like you, you kind of like specify that when talking about games back in the day, like we played on Xbox live. It's just a different, I don't know. It's a different focus, I guess we yeah. did. And I think, I mean, PlayStation didn't really have anything comparable yeah. at that time. And Xbox was the place you went to play online. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's kind of changed up. Uh, yeah, but I think a lot of people have their their peer group, depending on what platform it's on. That's where they're gaming. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Hopefully they just tear all that down because I love I love this cross play stuff that's happening. Same. Same. Like, it's so I want much simpler across <laughs> every single multiplayer title. Like. Mm-hmm. It would be great. It would be so great. Whenever there's like a new online whatever title, I'm always like looking for the the breakout of it is is a crossplay. Mm-hmm. And I play with people on PC. Like this is an important point. Mm-hmm. And quickly, well, I guess same thing as like um, like the early days of this crossplay thing are going to be memorable. But at, you know, it's hopefully sometime in the future, it's just going to be ubiquitous with gaming. It's just going to be the yeah. same. Like it'll just you fire up a game and it doesn't really it doesn't really matter. And I don't know about you, but like, it just seems to simplify, simplify my life. Like, I don't know, like life just gets more and more complicated as it goes. And all you want to do is just play with friends and you don't want to worry that you've got like two guys over here who've got it on Xbox and like three people over here who have it on PlayStation. Like what I'm like, 
who has time to sort this stuff out? Like, how are you supposed yeah. to like get the get the band together when everybody's kind of split up? I, I agree, like and I'm very thankful that uh, Epic Games has really pushed it with Fortnite. I think mm-hmm. without Fortnite, you don't get this sort of crossplay future, this this paradise that we are now living in. I, like, you're nowhere <laughs> close to that, right? Because, I have to admit, there's a few things about Fortnite. Like, I'm not a huge Fortnite fan, and I feel like yeah. you know, if it weren't for some of the great things it's been br- bringing along with it, I'd probably be a little harder on Fortnite. <laughs> like, yeah. in my distaste for it, but it's like, I mean, it's made a lot of different changes to how we play games and even like making a a quality free-to-play game with a pretty solid like battle pass like even introducing the notion of the battle pass like i fortnite is not my game but it changed quite a few things that i like about gaming right now so it can't be too harsh on it you remember like uh i think it was e3 2015 maybe 14 when xbox announced the whole play anywhere Mm -hmm. initiative and at the time, I was at E3 that year. I was like, what are they doing? Like, I don't understand <laughs> this. Like, do they want people to purchase Xbox hardware or not? Like, I don't get it. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And then the crossplay stuff started coming out. Like, Sea of Thieves, which I play a lot, of course, is crossplay, mm-hmm. PC and Xbox. And suddenly I understood it. Yeah. It's like, oh, right. This is, this is absolutely fantastic. This is exactly what I want. It's and fun. I'm so glad that Microsoft was pushing towards that future, even at that early time. It yes. was I couldn't see it then. I right. couldn't see what they were doing. No, I don't think anybody do. could. And and based on Microsoft's past, you know, they'd have ups and downs. I think 360 wasn't up, but gaming for Windows or whatever it was, I think it was called Win, Win, gaming for Windows, games for Windows. No yep. good. You know, they had these. They had some of these these shots that they would take and just completely off. And of course, the the way they launched the Xbox One also like that but don't you think i there's almost nothing funnier than when gamers don't understand something we do this almost like we've almost like created this meme um what's his name from Step Brothers? oh damn he's got the curly hair and he does like the the what face like the huh like what when like the wii u (laughs) was announced yeah john c Riley. thank you like wii u comes out we're like what is that like i don't understand it and xbox is doing this thing like i don't understand it's we don't really ever give it too much more thought to like whatever is presented to us. We're like, I don't get it. And we make a big huff and puff about it. I've always kind of, kind of noticed that we don't, we don't really take a moment to, cause we're, we yeah. like the way that things are. Like we, we're, agree, we're very yeah. set in our ways and I when think something's hu- different. That's human nature though, right? I mean, that's yeah. the same with everything. But it's like, it's hard to, like, how does one be expected to advance the industry, like, which it has to do when the audience that consumes it reacts that way to change? It's like, no, I don't like that. I want things how they are, but <laughs> we won't stay that way. We're very, we're like, I don't know. Is there another audience out there that is as peculiar as, as gamers? Maybe sports fans? <laughs> I'm not sure. Sports fans. I think Marvel fans. I think Star Wars fans. Yeah, like any maybe, like, yeah. any like big fandom anime fans. Yeah. Uh, anything like that definitely, uh, definitely has that. But the good thing about that is that we all have very short term memories when it comes to That's that stuff. That's so true. Like, because you remember No Man's Sky mm-hmm. came out. People hated on that game mm-hmm. so much. Mm-hmm. It was vilified to a crazy degree. Yeah. They're coming back. Game Awards. They won Best Ongoing I'm Game. I'm so happy for them. <laughs> do you so know? Do you know Sean too. at all? Like, do you know? Like, because he's been he's been around for a bit. Have you guys ever had your paths cross? Uh, no, no, our paths have never crossed. But I loved the Joe Danger series. Yeah. 
Um, and I've been a fan for a long time. Last Campfire is another game they put out last year that yeah. I just totally loved. Yeah. So. Yeah, I uh, I always I don't know what it is. Like I don't know really I don't know much about him, but he's kind of an in, an endearing kind of guy too. And I think he's just very smart. I don't know. You don't you get this yeah. sense of who out there has they're looking at the world a little bit differently. There's a couple of these guys who did braid. Um, I always forget his name and Oh, shoot. Jonathan blow. Yeah. yeah. What's his brain look doing? Like these guys are like <laughs> seeing the world in like in the matrix. Like they just, they see it differently to be able to conceive these, these game ideas and then to even come close to executing, I think was pretty incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Who, who are yeah. some of your, who are some of like your favorite like game makers that, they have made some of your favorites or even that you've had a chance to meet mm-hmm. too. Uh, I think, uh, the creators of Celeste are awesome. Yeah. Oh yeah. Matty Thorson, like, uh, and you know, the, the levels that Maddie made for super Mario maker are some of the best levels. I need to go find <laughs> that. I don't, I don't think I've ever played any of those. Were they just on the original, like for the Wii U or did he make any for, Oh, he, oh yeah. He made some for super Mario maker too as well. Yeah, and he posted the codes on Twitter. That's uh, awesome. He was just a prolific maker in that. And uh, I got to work with him on a couple of games while I was at Adult Swim. And uh, he's, you know, they're they're just an awesome person. Yeah. Maddie's just great. Yeah. So I had a weird, I had a very weird dream last night that I met Todd Howard. And he, like, was giving away cars and he was getting into the beer business. It was very strange, <laughs> but he just seems like this guy, like you could, it was believable to me. Like, you know, dreams are kind of like a little strange. And, yeah. but I was like, yeah, I can see Todd Howard getting into like this premier, like beer manufacturing or, or brewing, I guess. <laughs> just I very, very sure. strange. What do you think of the whole, um, the whole Zenimax thing? Is this like the end of gaming? Mm-hmm. No, of course not. <laughs> Good. I love, <laughs> this is why I love listening to you guys. Cause it's like, you, you just take all the doomsday stuff and just like, just. <laughs> just stop everything's gonna be fine it's gonna be fine yeah, yeah i mean back in the day back when you know sega stopped making hardware and right. suddenly they were making games for nintendo and it's like you mean it can actually rain cats and dogs mm-hmm. like this is a thing that can happen yeah then you think about like all the different moves that have been made in the industry and it's like nothing is impossible the only thing that's really truly impossible is microsoft buying nintendo that'll never happen but <laughs> like everything else is sort of on the table <laughs> yeah no kidding well if it ever were to happen it would have like they had their chance maybe at one point but yeah well you yeah, have that story mm-hmm. <laughs> i love I mean, that they I actually think... got laughed out of the building i'd love to be like a security camera on the wall just somebody <laughs> was there i'd love to have that memory um, i think laughter would be the only possible reaction to that like just knowing how many like crazy Japanese bureaucracy, like different laws and things that they would have mm-hmm. to hop through to get yeah. that done. Like it's near impossible. Oh my gosh. No Don't kidding. Think it would, but what do you think? Like, okay, so COVID has had its impact on the industry and like we're, yeah. we've got, we're, we are where we're at with the consoles, which I actually, I was talking to Steve Tilly about this a couple weeks ago. Like, I don't know that we're in a too dissimilar place with consoles now that we are when any new console launches. It's like, you got your first couple games that come out and then you're like, hopefully we have something new coming out sometime soon. And probably it'll be, I would say like next fall when the, the console generation really kind of starts. Yep. But like, what are some of the things that like you're looking forward to from this new tech that we've got? Uh, I mean, the stuff that I was looking forward to are the things that are inherent in the platforms now, SSD, loading speed, like, uh, 
that that was the big one for me. Like yeah. I don't really care necessarily about 4K resolution. I care more about frame rates than I do about resolution. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've already kind of got what I wanted out of the next generation. Yeah. Like to me, the games that I'm looking forward to, like stuff like Ratchet and Clank, are just like uh, evolutions of existing genres mm-hmm. really and that's what i think we're going to see for the next couple of years because it's going to take whoever's working on something that will really take advantage of this hardware it's going to be a while do you think like i, I wonder about that too because that is what normally happens but like how does the pc market sort of like influence that because it seems like i don't know maybe it seems like games should be further along because of the pc market but then maybe there's some truth to the fact that like weaker weaker consoles maybe do hold things back a little bit and now the now the two worlds are a little bit more aligned yeah i know i mean i never agreed with the weaker consoles holding things back just because the pc market yeah there's people who buy like the latest 3080s mm-hmm. off of uh, ebay or whatnot but that's like not most of the market like, right i think that's a, still a small segment of the market like there are a lot of people that are still running and i think steam does like a report where you can see what the median specs that people have that are running the client are yeah and um you know i i don't think people are pushing the bleeding edge on a lot of that stuff Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so but when you get the number of xbox series x's or playstation 5 sold where you could really like make something that would take advantage of the system's features um you you know that's that's when you get the sony first party stuff that just will blow everything out of the water because yeah. they can do it and nobody else can because they have the standard hardware mm-hmm. and they know that all the, all the PS5 owners will have that hardware. What is it about the that first party lineup? Like what have they done? Like I think we all agree that they've got like this this gold standard and it's a different um again Steve and I would talk about this like it's a different gold standard than what Nintendo has but there's still that that understanding that when it's a first party thing it's going to be really really good like what what have what has Sony done? Do you think that's got them to this point? I think part of it is just letting their developers do create freely. Yeah, you know, and I think for Microsoft, it's been harder for them to learn that lesson, and they just they haven't had enough studios under their wing to allow them that freedom yet. Yeah, I think now we're kind of getting to that point, but even now, like they announced Perfect Dark. When's that going to come out? Yeah, no <laughs> kidding. Is that team really going to have the freedom to make that thing uh, great? I don't know. I did hope. That, did that surprise you that they wanted to revitalize that that franchise? Like, I wasn't. I've been pretty loud about like it's not my franchise. Like, it's not something right. that like I saw and went like, oh my god, kicking the door open, like celebrating <laughs> in the streets. But I know that is that for some people. So I'm I'm just curious, like. Where are those? Where are the perfect dark people who are clamoring mm-hmm. for that in a way that they attach this this property to their quadruple A studio? Like, I don't know. I don't, I don't know that they exist. Yeah. <laughs> really, like, I don't know that they're around, or I don't know that they're in the Xbox camp. I yeah. think the people who love Perfect Dark are Nintendo fans, right? And. They only love that N64 game. They don't like the Xbox 360 game. Right. Well, wasn't there even more than, was there more than one 360 game? I can't, maybe there's a. No, there was just the one. Yeah. So it's just, it seemed like a strange thing. I'd love to know, like if, if there was ever a way for there to be like a roundup of like the pitches for games. Like, I think uh-huh. that would be fascinating if there was somebody that, <laughs> that could like dig those up to go like, what is the original pitch? And yeah. number one, like even just to see like what does it take to pitch a game, I think that would be fascinating to be in the room for that. Although I'm sure you probably have some stories on that. 
Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I don't know if you can share any of game yeah. pitches. Yeah. <laughs> uh, for games that aren't out, and I'm not really sure what the status is. Ah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I can't say anything. But it'd be a great book. I think that would be an amazing or or video series even too to to go back and find some of those. So yeah. Again, yeah. see like how different they are. You know, I I even as I'm I'm stumbling over this because I feel like I can already hear people screaming about. Oh, they wanted it to be this, and then what they made was a lie, or what they lied about the pitch, and it turned out to be something different. But of course, it things change. Sure. Like what you're actually capable of, of producing changes, or the variables yeah. in the hardware, or whatever it is. Well, you get in you the middle make. of a thing, and you realize you don't want to make that thing; you want to make some other thing. Yeah, so yeah. you have to change gears, right? I mean, yeah. I think that kind of thing happens in the industry all the time. Mm-hmm. I wonder if there's a way to get like more of us, more of us gamers, like doing a little bit of quality assurance work like if we could just like get a little bit behind the scenes and just like you know see how the sausage is made maybe we'd be a little nicer it's like if if everybody be, like worked as a server for a shift or something you, you maybe it'll be a little bit more understanding when your order takes a little longer than possibly you know i mean i i think it's an interesting thing with the games that a lot of people see as failures right how those teams move on from that or what happens uh, with the community that stays longer than the people who just say this thing's crap and leave right right like fallout 76 they have a user base they have a fan base Mm -hmm. who has stayed with them and has played that game even while others of us have said oh there's there's nothing in this game this game's crap whatever yeah same with anthem Mm -hmm. like there are people who are still still kind of sticking with that like what happens i with that i think uh, the fans who do stick by those games and are posting on like the forums for those games. Probably, you know, those developers are looking at those posts. I'm sure. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it, it's it's that some of that feedback from people who are engaged users. It doesn't fall on deaf ears. Like I yeah. think those those teams that are working on those games are thankful for the people who are sticking around and offering, you know, criticism or mm-hmm. suggestions. You know, Sea of Thieves is another example of a game that was not very well received critically at launch, mm-hmm. but was has revived itself in in large part from community interaction with the development team. How do you think, like the on the dev side, how do you think the people are dealing with this? I often thought about this on the on the journalistic side when I was like really a huge fan of IGN, and I would see you know people put themselves out there and put their reviews or their opinions or podcasts. And then they receive the full spectrum of responses. You'd have people who are super fans and you'd see people who were like with targeted harassment. And and I was always curious about like on that end, how the, how those people were dealing with it, particularly because I think they're maybe young professionals just getting into the industry and, you know, working in San Francisco, sharing a thousand square foot, if that little space with 17 other people. So I think, yeah. you know, I just wonder about the, those people's lives, but also like on the dev side, how are people dealing with fans? I often wonder like why anybody would even get into making games because like we're awful to them, like more often than not, <laughs> uh, and maybe not more often than not, but, but more maybe prominently and loudly fans are really, they can be really harsh. And yeah. So yeah. I wonder how, how are people dealing with it on the other side? I mean, I think I, I, I hope that the sort of senior members of the team are able to guide the younger members of the team and really like differentiate between the people who are just screaming on the internet because that's what they do and right. the people who are offering constructive 
feedback. Like there's only so much you can do as a developer, like to react to some of that stuff. Mm -hmm. You have to separate the screaming from the constructive stuff. Right. If you can do that, fantastic. Like that's, what's going to keep you around in the industry. I Mm -hmm. think whether you're a journalist, whether you're a developer, like anything, any sort of criticism of something that you're working on, if someone's just screaming to scream, you have to like, look at that and sort of take that comment as what it is. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it'd be, it'd be really, it'd be really hard. And I don't mean to like purposefully yeah. blur the lines here, but I think about, I have to think about like cyberpunk and it's like, yep. who is wrong <laughs> to say like, maybe there is a, an extreme example where like obviously death threats, obviously not cool, but like yeah. if we're all screaming about like the same issue, maybe somebody has a way of putting it. That's maybe a little bit more constructive, but at the same time, like we're all talking about a pretty, broken game and like that kind of stinks that i don't know it would be really hard to be able to separate those two things out and i just i just want them to yeah. i just want them to fix it i'm glad that i got my refund <laughs> i'm glad i was able to, to take it back um yeah. but, but you're what, gonna buy it again eventually i hope right? you know what eventually my prediction will be right and that game will come to game as <laughs> i'm sure of it. that will right, be that right. will be you the won't full. have to buy it again it'll just be free i'm actually I'm, I'm almost kind of counting on it yeah yeah really <laughs> i'm sure it will happen I'm yeah sure. it'll, it'll definitely come to game pass are you are you like buying as many games as you used to now the game pass is a thing like are you one of the mm. people who they often talk about like people are more engaged and actually they buy more stuff like again probably not lying i believe the stats but why (laughs) like why would you why would you go buy more games if you have game pass uh i mean i do i buy games yeah yeah (laughs) pretty often i just bought hitman 3 this morning did you really yeah when is is it just out is it out today no it's out wednesday oh my gosh i haven't played a hitman game really okay yeah i've never played stealth release is it stealthy like you have to stealth around it is you can really uh you can choose the way you want to do each mission yeah. and there's like hundreds of different possibilities for you to complete a mission successfully. Yeah. There's no like route. So you can kind of just hop in there, try a bunch of things. If it doesn't work out, reset, try it again. Mm. Uh, with all sorts of different weapons, all sorts of different disguises. Like yeah. it's a really unique game. It's sort of a, a hitman sandbox really. Hmm. You just decide what you want to do. And you, you're you a fan of the Assassin's Creed style of game, right? Yeah. Yeah. You'd think that I would be all over this. I, I don't know why. It just never it might be. It hasn't landed in my lap, I guess. It's it's a weird thing. Maybe the protagonist look hasn't really clicked with me. I'm not sure what I, I feel about the, the barcode. I don't know. <laughs> it's possible. <laughs> possible. But yeah, I think I mean, I, I think I do buy more games. Do you? Yeah. Now, although not so many indies anymore. Because hmm. a lot of indies do go to Game Pass, so I'm either it's buying indies. Yeah. If I'm not buying an indie on Switch, I probably am not buying it on any other console. Yeah. Hmm. I'll, like if there's an indie on Game Pass that I really like, I might buy the Switch version. Just cause, just to th- show just them a little extra love and something. Show them a little extra love, and also I like playing indies on Switch because it's portable and you can hit, take it anywhere and just kind of yeah. load things up and. Yeah. Yeah. Nice, man. Well, tell me about um second player. Tell me more about this. Like you've just started up this website and yeah. you're, I don't know, maybe this is just like your personality. You're, you're highlighting the content across the internet and like, tell me about the origin of this and how it's going. Uh, well, the interesting thing is I registered the domain like two years ago before I left Adult Swim. Oh, wow. 
So I had this domain. I've been sitting on it for just two cause? years. Just because? Just like the name? Yeah. Well, I thought, like, all right. I, I was it for this specific that, idea? Not this specific idea, no. Okay. So I registered the domain thinking, all right, I'm going to leave Adult Swim in January 2019. Mm-hmm. And I want to do something else. Maybe I'll start up a consulting firm or, like, do mock reviews or something. Oh, So I yeah. need a domain for that. And maybe I'll call that second player. Yeah. So I registered that domain and I registered a couple others. Name. How is that available? It's a great name. <laughs> well, the .com wasn't available. Okay. The .net was available. <laughs> now I want to check what has the .com. There's nothing. I don't think there's anything at the Damn .com. Damn it. <laughs> but, uh, I wish I had who had it like right here. Well, let me introduce you to the owner of secondplayer.com. $15,000 for it. <laughs> no, um, so yeah, I, I, I bought it and kind of sat on it and you know, 2020 happened and I wasn't really doing much of anything. Um, you know, mm. my, my wife has a really successful freelance business doing PowerPoint design, presentation design for. Holy cow. I didn't know that's what she companies. did. Yeah. 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 And she's really good at it. And her business is awesome. And it's sort of afforded me some time to look for something else or like to try other things. And uh, I had been kind of overseeing my daughter's online learning stuff. Mm-hmm. And to keep her on focus, I basically have to like stay on her all the time. I can't really like play games during that time or anything like that. So yeah. um, in the fall, my wife, because the new school year was kind of tough, like my daughter was making a lot of noise. I was making a lot of noise fighting with my daughter to get her on task to stay on task with her studying <laughs> that uh my wife decided to get to like rent out an office space yeah and instead of her going to the office space she decided to send me and my daughter to this office <laughs> <laughs> so she stayed at home with the food and the drinks and the tv and yeah uh, working and then uh, yeah i went to the office that actually uh, sounds pretty good it, I, th- I feel like I would I, I would benefit from just going to a, a separate office space because I need to get myself away from all the food and all the leftover stuff that the kids are eating and stuff like get me if I'm at the office, like if I'm at work, I don't eat all day. Like I just yeah. go, I'll have like I'll have a couple cups of coffee and some water and I'm good to go. But I'm here and I'm like, I cannot do the next piece of task until I consume whatever it is on is on the table upstairs. And I've completely. Yeah. Oh, my God, it's been awful. So that's nice. Yeah. You get a little, you get out of the house. That was nice. Yeah, yeah. That, that's that's nice for sure. But you know, I spent a lot of 2020 kind of directionless. Mm. <laughs> you know, I had applied for jobs. I'd gotten really close at some places, but nothing had nothing had clicked. Yeah. So, but I still like wanted to do something. Can you talk about and, what you wanted to do at all? Like, you don't have to tell me the jobs you like. What do you think about like the different directions that you could go in next? Yeah. I mean, I wanted to do something with indie games and indie studios and like helping them find an audience. And that was really important to me. Yeah. I had a lot of great interviews, uh, didn't end up getting those positions, which is fine. Um, but when it came towards the end of 2020, it's like, okay, well I need something to do. Yeah. Like my wife noticed that I've just been drifting a little bit and Mm -hmm. (laughs) i needed a project yeah right (laughs) i needed a direction like to figure something out and go for something so um i looked at the urls that i had registered and i thought okay like what sort of website or thing would i appreciate like would i be able to use the most and initially it was 
all about like so for player one podcast i'm sure you do this for the xbox drive and and whatnot and cup of joe and nintendo where you have to f- remember w- the news stories that happened in the last week mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. for me like oftentimes i have to write that stuff down on a in in notes as it happens otherwise i'll forget by absolutely Friday. absolutely yeah <laughs> Like, and I was wondering, okay, like, is there a way a website could come up with, okay, here are the five stories you need to care about. Mm-hmm. These are the big five you need to care about. I mean, I thought maybe that's what I'll do. I'll do like the most important stories of the week. Right. And then it got down to it and it's like, that's kind of already available. Sure. It's not really a, a different thing. Like, and then I thought about the people I know who are making podcasts and videos mm-hmm. and how some of them are doing really awesome stuff. Like great stuff, and uh, my frustration with like Apple Podcasts when you go into leisure and video games, they really only show you the top five. Like they're going to show you the IGN podcast, they're going to show you the Gamespot podcast, mm-hmm. maybe kind of funny, and like leave it at that. When I know there are so many the player awesome one podcasts, creators. yeah. Well, we're only up there because we've been going for so long, <laughs> just dominating for decades. No, no big deal. It's because we've been going for so long and we've been publishing every single week consistently that we're up there. Yeah, that's but, great. Uh, <laughs> so, like, there just wasn't a venue where, okay, if I'm looking to find a new video game podcast, I can't find it. Right. Like, I can't find the, the – I have to go searching for it myself. Yeah. Like, nobody – Apple's not going to feature a show that's doing something really interesting they're going to feature IGN. They're going to feature Conan O'Brien's new gaming podcast. Like that's yeah, just yeah. that's just what they do, right? Right. But then on the on the YouTube side also, like there were a lot of people that I'm friends with. Chris Baker does a video game superhero channel. Greg Seward does Generation 16. Mm-hmm. And they're small channels, but again, they sort of run into the same thing where they don't have a lot of reach and they're probably not going to get it because the algorithm with YouTube kind of focuses on, in on people who are already popular right. or like the negative messaging. Like right. such and such game sucks. Mm-hmm. Here's a video on why. Yeah. So I was like, okay, how is there a way for me to help the podcasts and the podcasters that I know who are doing great stuff uh, and the YouTube channels who are like maybe just getting off the ground or just doing in really interesting stuff to, to like help signal boost them to where they don't like get burnt out on it or like decide nobody's listening and for like forget it they're going to quit seriously like is there a way that i can help signal boost some of this great content and that sort of became my foot like i did when i I started second player right after thanksgiving i started doing like test posts i just like threw everything at the wall right like let's let's see what's good yeah let's see what like hits me as a reader like uh, so it became like, let's highlight video game podcasts and videos. Yeah. Like they're doing cool things because mm-hmm. there are so many. And since starting this thing, I'm using a separate podcast client to subscribe to new shows. And I have 337 video game podcasts <laughs> in, this, in this queue. <laughs> yeah. Are you up to two two times speed right now? Oh, I, I always yeah. I usually listen in two times speed. Okay, anyway. yeah, we are brethren. Then we are. Um, <laughs> we can we can fire off all the the attacks, the hate the hate that I get when I listen to two times speed. And I off, often will like show somebody like, oh, you got to listen to this podcast. And I always have to remember like those first few seconds. I gotta 
put it back exactly. to normal speed. Nobody else wants to actually listen. Listen that. Well, like you can be like the billboards <laughs> of of podcasts. Like you could like this site, this idea could be like I don't know. There's there's there is this need for curation and celebration of like what is great, and it kind of harkens back to your days at EGM maybe a little bit as well. It's just. Yeah pretty meta really if you think about it like you're a couple layers above like the actual games it's like there's the games and then there's a podcast about the games and then there's the content that's highlighting the content that's about the games which i which i love like and especially like i'm sure there's basically anybody who i think anybody who listens to podcasts is at least thinking about making a podcast and so to know that there's something like this brewing in in a brain like yours and that's in its i think still early days is really, yeah. I think, really important. I, I remember you're talking about this. You, well, I mean, you mentioned to me in chat and then also hearing about it on player one. I'm like, this is how is this not a thing right now? Yeah. You know, it's just one of those ideas, which I really, which I really love. Yeah. I mean, uh, th- thank you. And uh, like, I hope, uh, my, my goal with this is that I hope by whatever, six months, a year from now, if somebody starts a new show and it's, something really worth uh, listening to or watching mm-hmm. and I'm able to like feature them and like help them get X number of subscribers, like just, you know, keep them on some kind of positive path. Yeah. Right. Because I feel like YouTube is so full of people who want to be the angry video game nerd and yeah. like be so negative about games. And there's so much of that. It's just like but video games are awesome. And like talking about video games is awesome too. Like mm-hmm. we don't all have to dunk on cyberpunk at once. Like, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> I brought it up like, again. I couldn't help it. Damn it. I mean, it's fine. It's fine. But like, uh, yeah, I mean, there's gotta be somebody. That'll be the thumbnail of my chat with you is <laughs> <laughs> what does Chris Johnson think about cyberpunk and all the X's and death marks, everything like that. No, but, but the I thought think- was too, like, uh, if you have an awesome interview with somebody or, like I was talking with uh, Luke lore of uh, the Xbox expansion pass about, you know, his, you know, he just started that show like a year ago mm-hmm. and is doing some really interesting inter- interviews. It's like, well, IGN GameSpot, they're not going to like do a story on the fact that you did an awesome interview at, yeah. on your podcast. Like, yeah. It's just not. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think that's unfortunate. And like, if there's anything I can do to like help boost that signal for, the shows that are doing awesome stuff like that's that's what i'm looking to do that's so awesome (laughs) it's so natural for you it's it doesn't seem like you're stretching out of your personality type or really anything it just seems very organic for you and yeah i think the signal boost is one thing but you know you talk about like what what the reinforcement loop is for people when playing games but then also when you're creating content and there's all these different metrics that people are looking for like the likes and the retweets and the views and the downloads and everything like that but we forget how important and motivating like encouragement can be. Absolutely. And I often read and, and think about and talk to people about this, that how, how seldom people are encouraged to yeah. do something there. It, like it's very rare for somebody to reach out to somebody and go, Hey man, you're doing a really good job. Like nobody says that. Like it's actually, it, it's a very rare thing. And, and when somebody does like, Oh wow, you're <laughs> such a sweet person. Like you're like this, I don't know, this unique personality and that kind of stinks. So that's so special. But that's that to me, that's like the, the core of what you're building. Because again, it's like it's what Bobby did for me in yep. five or six episodes into this. It wasn't that he because I wasn't paying attention to the numbers. It's not like he got me all these new listeners. He was the he was the one who told me you're you've got something here. You, like you can do this because yeah. 
we're just flooding our own minds with self-doubt and only seeing the problems. And I think what you're exactly. doing is, yeah, it will help with all those metrics that we already look at. But yeah, it's it's a different way of looking at it. It's sort of funny at this point now, I don't have any reach at all, really. But I'm still like trying to signal boost as much as possible even now. Maybe I'll get to that point where it really like moves the needle for somebody. Um, and that's that's all I can do, like is encourage and hopefully like drive some people mm-hmm. who didn't know about the show or series or whatever it is to to check it out. And yeah. the interesting thing is that I mean, when I started writing about video games, um, I was doing a fanzine. I was doing a newsletter at yeah. the age of fourteen, and there was a there was a uh, an article like a page in Video Games and Computer Entertainment magazine that that basically publicized those small press mm-hmm. zines, those fan made zines, That's and so writing cool. about games. That's the whole reason yeah. why I got into writing about games mm-hmm. in the first place. That encouragement and like being featured in one of those columns. That's the whole that like my career after that point yeah. is because of that. Yeah. So if I can in any way help signal boost somebody to get on their way with that sort of same career, then mm-hmm. I will have really done what I wanted to do here. <laughs> has it has it helped give you a little bit of that direction that you were seeking? Like has it sort of solved that that issue? Like how how is that going for you? We're still we're still is. in the in the fog of COVID. We're still here, but yeah. Has that it it absolutely has. Uh I mean my wife was basically told me like you you have to find a project or something. Yeah. Something like uh finding this idea finding this direction and really it was throwing things at the wall mm-hmm. and seeing what I thought was going to be beneficial or positive. Um, it definitely gave me direction. Like, uh, <laughs> uh, I, this, I mean, this is something I've had in the back of my mind for a long time, but didn't really, you know, put to form until Thanksgiving. Yeah. Know? Yeah. That's awesome. Well, I just, I don't know. I, I love to see it in, so I'm probably a couple of decades away from retiring, uh, but yeah. I still think about it. I still think about like, what would, <laughs> wouldn't it be, wouldn't it be nice to just not have to, you know, go to work? Did it give you a sense of like what retirement would be like? And maybe it's not all it's cracked up to be to just like have all the time in the world. Like, did it give you a little bit of a preview of what that could be like? Uh, yeah. And I didn't like it. Yeah. Isn't that, that surprising? <laughs> like, I, it's, it's nice to talk to you about this. Cause yeah, like, you know, careful what you wish for, but. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I don't remember what it's like to be bored, and it like, but it's not fun. Like, it's not do, good. Yeah, really. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, I mean, I've been running about video games, and I got hired at EGM when I was 17. Yeah. So, and I've had a working job all the way until 2019 when I left Adult Swim. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, I didn't know what it was going to be like to not have that mm-hmm. and to not have a direction or project to be working on. I mean, I had player one, um, but it's good to have something new. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> you know, cause when you're doing, we've been doing a podcast for 14 years or 15 years, it's a uh, hard to find new listeners. So surprisingly a uh, struggle. Like, yeah. uh, it, it's almost like starting over really like, cause 
who's going to talk about a podcast that's been going for 14 <laughs> years? Like, <laughs> but isn't it like, isn't that the one that you should, like, we should be talking about? Like the one that has been, going? I don't know. Like <laughs> Joe Rogan's been doing it for years. There's a lot of those, those, a lot of the top podcasts have been doing it for forever. That's true. Yeah. I mean, I think video games and part of the reason why I wanted to start this site is I, I think video game fandom and like fan creations are a different beast than a lot yeah. of other sort of fandoms. And like talking about video games is something that, I mean, now there's splinters of so many different types of gamers. Mm-hmm. Like there are people who are just into Fortnite, just into battle Royale, just yeah. into call of duty, just into <laughs> all this stuff. And if there's a podcast like by those people for those people, which uh, now that I have 337 podcasts in my queue, I'm seeing exactly what yeah. this landscape looks like. Yeah, yeah. And how many different fandoms there are within it. And it's just kind of mind-blowing at how many different types of gamers there can be shows for yeah. or YouTube shows for. How, you know? how are you finding – so like what is your sort of – I'm sure it's ironclad and it's like written down on a paper. Like what's your curation process like? Like what's your, or actually further step back, like what's your discovery process? Like, are you just randomly picking something? Are you like in the mood for something? And then you kind of search for that. Like, how do you discover, how do you get up to 300 plus podcasts in your list? So the way I've been doing it is I've got a saved search in Twitter. I use Tweetbot for this. Uh, and I, I don't know if it's another Twitter clients, but it sort I search for gaming podcast every night and scroll down the list mm-hmm. and see what's there. Hmm. And, uh, if it's a show that I haven't heard or don't know, or aren't following, I follow them and then I add their podcast to my queue. I'm using two different podcast clients now, by yeah. the way. Yeah. So I use overcast is still my main. Yeah. You can't destroy that with, can't destroy <laughs> no, and uh, then I'm using Castro, uh, uh, an app called Castro for this. <laughs> what and a name. <laughs> the, the, the great thing about Castro Tell is me that you can add <laughs> the hat and the cigar and the beer. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the great thing about the app, Castro, I'll specify. <laughs> sure. Um, <laughs> Not the man. <laughs> is that you can add podcasts to a queue and it just gives you like an inbox of, okay, here are the new episodes and it doesn't actually download anything or like put it into your to listen queue until you like click on it and sure. tell it to. Yeah. So now that I have 337 shows, <laughs> I can like scroll through basically like the show notes or the title of the episode and see mm-hmm. if it strikes my interest and then add that and then write about it. Yeah. Uh, if I was doing it, if it turns out to be a good show uh basically like twitter searches because uh you need to find shows or i need to find shows that are still actually making episodes there's a lot of people who Mm. stopped Mm -hmm. and you know i can totally understand that like you take you take a week off or two weeks off and then forget it yeah (laughs) yeah i kind of like that break that was that was really nice that i didn't have to do anything that sunday afternoon or that monday evening or whatever it was yeah exactly it, it can be yeah, you can do any other any anything else. I remember the first time I, I sat down to record a Weed the Gamer cast, um, or or even before this this format, sitting down to do a podcast. And of course I had listened to Podcast Beyond and all these other things. I'd enjoyed them, but you know, actually rarely listened to the full hour at once. I'd always maybe listen to fifteen minutes and come back to it later. But like yep. sitting at the computer 
for an hour to record the thing and then doing the whole like you started to start to realize like how much time and commitment these other people who were creating their thing did for your enjoyment like the thing right. that i was listening to took somebody carving out that amount of time to record yeah. the thing and yeah that was a a weird but obvious realization like obviously it was going to take me an hour to record the thing because that's how long the conversation is but yeah the, it's just when it becomes part of the reality it's a little it hits a little different yeah and it's been interesting to start this sort of at the turn of the calendar year because a lot of people are taking a little bit of time off yeah. of doing it and then maybe a couple of the shows that i added they did a special show saying the status of the show and what they're going to do in 2021. Mm. It's been interesting to kind of listen to their goals. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and interesting how you laugh. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, to, so there was this Nintendo podcast that I started listening to and they said they'd done 70 episodes. Sure. It's pretty good. Which is a lot. Yeah. And that that's honorable for sure. And they were like, the, one of the hosts made a comment that he was ecstatic when he had triple digit listeners. Yeah. And I was like, you've done 70 episodes and you are just cracking triple digit listeners. Like this is why, this is why the site that I'm doing, mm-hmm. I feel like it's a good idea because yeah, <laughs> can we do something about it? Like, can we get these people some more, some more attention? Like, I don't know when you started podcasting, how did you, how did you get listeners? Honest, well, I think like, um, I got one listener at a time, and it was the guest. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, like for the Xbox Drive. Honestly? Perfect example. Like, how did you develop that? Oh, my Honest. God. The Xbox Drive is so well, – I think both this show and the Xbox Drive are just so super interesting. And I know a lot of people say this, and maybe they mean it to a varying degrees of the truth, but I just – I've never actually been able to get numbers, Chris. Like, I have no idea how many people listen to this. Like, I no. really – Squarespace gives some weird, like, there's how many subscribers you have, but I don't know what the hell that is. And especially back in the day when I didn't even host my own shows, I had no idea. So mm. I just didn't really pay attention to it. And the engagement, it's sort of like how Xbox, like, kind of runs their numbers. It's like, we're not going to look at how many units are sold. We're going to look at, like, how many billions of gallons of water people dumped out of their ship on Sea of Thieves or whatever, some random metric. And it's like, <laughs> I, I yeah. found my engagement different like do people want to come on this show like mm-hmm. i am booked for months at, at at times in the year and that's yeah. sort of like that's been different i think this show i almost felt like anybody who wanted to do a one-on-one interview show would benefit from this but i'm not sure that's necessarily the case but i always thought that anytime i would bring somebody on the show and they would sort of like promote it to their audience that i would gain a listener by that like it's sort of like yeah. inherent in the in the format but I don't know that it's quite that easy. I think you can do a one-on-one interview show and still not gain any listeners. Yeah. And you can't have people who d- don't want to show up. So there's that. That's true too. But but I like what you said though about not caring about the metrics. I didn't. I think, uh, to, and I didn't even have them. To me though, that's important. Yeah. But it is in, in the part, end. In, yeah. In part, you didn't care about it because you couldn't see it. <laughs> <laughs> but I also knew like, and I don't know where this where this observation came from, but I always knew that like if I had known the metric that I would always be saddened by it. So if it was 50, I'd want a hundred. And if it was 250, I'd want 500. And if it was 5,000, I'd want 10,000. Like, cause no matter what, you're always going to end up in another realm where there's another group of creators in who are already there. Like if I get it to a million listeners, it's like, well, now I'm into the realm of like 
the Joe Rogans and the Mark Marins and whoever else like who get the who get that. And I'm like, well, now I'm not now I'm not them. Right. No matter where I am, I would always be dissatisfied about it. So I just didn't want to I didn't want to do that. And it was actually a good reason why I didn't want to really do too much on YouTube because YouTube, you can't avoid it. You post a video and you're like 12 views. Cool. Well, that yeah. took me like six hours to get up there. Like that sucks. Oh, like that's, I know that's, that is discouraging. And I, so I commend you for, for doing this thing to get people away from that, but it's hard to convince yeah. people not to look at numbers. Cause I think that's more rare than, than anything. Well, and I also think when, when anybody starts a podcast, I think you have two different types of podcast hosts. You have the ones who are like interested in the recording equipment and the nitty gritty, like how do we do this thing? And the person who just shows up and talks, right? Yeah. yeah. Like, and, and doesn't necessarily care about the rest of the stuff. Yeah. And, uh, it's, it's interesting. Like, you know, and maybe it's very easy for those people to get discouraged. Like if they're friends who aren't even into the whole podcasting side of it, mm-hmm. like if they get discouraged and don't show up for an episode, then it makes it harder for that other person who wants to do it to continue. And like, there's this whole like cycle, I think that is hard to when like, having people support. line up on, on how interested they are in it to your, I guess to your point, but like how serious it is it's like a, it's like mm-hmm. a group project that ever, like nobody likes doing group projects in school or anything. They suck. Exactly. There's always exactly. the one guy who's just like, you know, mooching off the rest of them. So I think that is, <laughs> and that's actually one of the biggest reasons the show has the format it does. Cause like I said, the first few episodes of We the Gamer Cast were a different format and yep. nobody prioritized it. I'm like, okay, well, I will. And if I book something with a new person every week, then I don't have to worry about like the same group of people showing up every week. Yeah. So it's just a weird like set of circumstances that like created this show in the way that it is. Yeah. Well, yeah. I think that's been a really interesting road for yourself just as a creator, because this show, if we ran Nintendo, mm-hmm. Cup of Joe and Nintendo, the Xbox drive, yeah, all have very interesting like angles on yeah. things. Like you are not just we're going to talk about what we've been playing. You know, it's going to be like a a coffee shop vibe where we're pretending like we're meeting for coffee (laughs) and there's music overhead. In a pandemic year, too, like we set this (laughs) this idea that we're meeting in a coffee shop and like you're not allowed to go in coffee shops anymore. It's like this would have been way better to just set up the the ideas, you know part of the whole or, pandemic or i'm in a car driving home from yeah. work and ryan turford is on skype and we're gonna do this show on the road like that to me that's like i have to listen to that right <laughs> like, it's so stupid <laughs> it's so <laughs> it's dumb. stupid but it's awesome like it's 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 stunt podcasting but in the best way yeah because you also back it up with being good content right yeah sure like it's not just i'm gonna hop on skype and we're going to talk about cyberpunk mm-hmm. and call it a show. Like, <laughs> yeah, we try to, like you're, this is the SOCOM mic. Ver- this is, this is our version of doing a SOCOM mic. It's like, there is a way to do a podcast. Sure. Like I could just sit in my basement or I could tether a laptop to my phone and wear <laughs> USB. What, mic are the, what are the looks you get from these McDonald's people, by the way? Like you can the kind of hear one. them. The worst time. <laughs> there's there's been a couple times where because i have the laptop on the passenger seat there's a couple times where i've got it open maybe just a little bit too much and they see audacity running the thing they see it's i'm obviously recording something and now i've got the gopro sitting in front of me as well so recording the video and uh yeah it's it's ridiculous man but i I just (laughs) 
I, I don't know. I, I have this. I'm only able to, I'm only thinking about it now because I'm calling it out. But usually when I'm recording, I don't think that any, I don't think about people listening for better or for yeah. worse. I don't, I don't really, in the moment, it doesn't like paralyze me. Like I try to forget that, um, or I guess I just don't even actively think about that. There's actually people listening to the recorded conversation and I feel like there's a, a freeing part of it. I don't know if it's the same with you guys. Cause you just kind of get in the zone. You, you just talk about the stuff and you're just hanging with friends and buds. And then you go, and then somebody responds to it and you go, Oh, right. Somebody, the, the, the whole purpose was for somebody to listen to that. Right. I, I don't know about you, but like the minute we're done recording, I forgot what we talked about. Oh my God. No kidding. Yes. <laughs> well, and th- there's something special too. Like, you know, you had mentioned that you can go back and listen to episode zero, episode one. Mm-hmm. That is so special. I think you guys have talked about this on the show a couple of times too. Like so much of life has happened and it's all captured and immortalized digitally. You'll always be able to go back and listen to those. And yeah. with Bobby being sick, I took a chance to like go back and watch some old if we ran Nintendo. And to your point, like I forgot about most of those conversations. Yep. And they cracked me up, new. man. Yeah. yeah it was so funny. And you're like, I don't know. It kind of reminds you of there's there's a there's this something out of the innocence of like you don't know what you're doing. You're just out there having a good time. And there's a quality to it. Like, I don't know what you call yeah. that. And maybe that's part of like your discovery of these new podcasts like that. People are doing that on a daily basis, like discovering their own voice, discovering some fun, trying something stupid for the first time and just like having a good laugh about it. That's that's the joy of it. There's the I mean, it's been interesting to discover some of these shows. And on the site, there is a submit button for people to tell me about their shows Mm. to like show me that they (laughs) tell me that they exist if I don't find them in another way. And that's actually been like a really interesting way that I've gotten shows that I've gone on and featured like this guy PMC trilogy is a speedrunner who was doing a podcast interviewing other speedrunners uh and this was like right before games done quick and uh I was like there's a speedrunning podcast turns out there's several of course <laughs> but of course yeah it makes sense and some of them dedicated to specific games which is even crazier <laughs> but uh so yeah, he was interviewing speedrunners and I just thought, man, that is like super interesting mm-hmm. because like Can you tell me what it's called? That sounds fascinating. Do you remember? It's called Overboost. Great name. Overboost, yeah. I want to find this person. Cuz now I have a list of now I have another <laughs> list of podcast or content creators I could go like, "Hey, do you want to be on this show?" Like exactly. we should just partner yeah. on this stuff, man. <laughs> like well the, so, yeah, there's a submit button on secondplayer.net where people can tell me about their show, whether it's yeah. YouTube or a podcast. And then I have a podcast list and a YouTube list on the site as well where – so anybody who submits their show, I'm going to put them in the list. Not mm-hmm. necessarily like feature their content or whatever, but they're going to be on the list. So sure. hopefully people will just find them if – you know, if they're scrolling through stuff and, and are looking for new podcasts, hopefully that will be a, par- a partial discovery tool. Yeah. Um. But then, yeah, like if I listen to a particular episode or I think a, a particular episode is is noteworthy, I'll I'll write it up. And I'm trying to do I'm trying to sort of limit it to like two posts a day mm-hmm. every weekday. And that sort of like is it's a lot the time. It, it's kind of a lot. But then again, like I'm at the office with my daughter who's doing remote learning. So I have the time sure. to do it. Um, And then also like figuring out things about wordpress and things about discovery on twitter and like how do i get my google search terms yeah like to how are people going to find this website 
for one, mm-hmm. so that I can then show them all these cool podcasts and video series that they need to check out. Yeah. So. Well, I can't wait to – okay, so it can't be three years before we catch up again like this. Yeah. Uh, I'd love to even just get, you know, updates from you throughout the year. I'm always going to be checking this this podcast – or this uh, this website out because uh, I have a vest is interested in it as well. Um, I'd love to know. I want to get like – you know, I the easy thing for me to do with this show is just like I have now – I don't even know. I'm a couple hundred episodes into this. So I could just yeah. like go through my back catalog and go like, come back. Right. <laughs> or stretch myself a little bit and actually have strangers from the internet come back on, um, yeah. or come on for the first time. So I think this is very in line with some of the things that I've really enjoyed doing about this show is most people are content creators who come on. They, they're either well established or just getting started. So it's, yep. it's been kind of interesting. Um, I don't know. The comparison in my mind is like too strong of one, but just thinking about like, like back in the day, it would have been a big deal to get on like Johnny Carson, right? Like yeah. for the discovery factor, like this person or like the, a comedian would come on and nobody knew who this person was, but somebody saw something in this person and they got a spotlight and that kind of like kickstarted things. Yeah. I think that would be like really cool. That's a really interesting and exciting space to be in. If like you can be that catalyst for somebody, I think is awesome or even I'm just hoping. give them practice, you know? Yeah, I'm hoping. And as part of this, there's sort of like a second thing I want to do with this, which is more directly to help encourage podcasters to keep going. Mm-hmm. Like, and to give them that encouragement Good. and yeah, and and criticism and constructive criticism, not just uh, <laughs> not just, just negative stop. stuff, but like uh, you know, I'm hoping maybe the Discord server for this website, like. If I can get enough content creators on it, maybe then so cool. You know, people give each other advice or like start to help each other. Yeah, because I think that's important too. Like people who have an audience helping people who don't have an audience, but there's mm-hmm. something about their show like <laughs> that's interesting or worthy of note. Like, yeah. So there's like a whole second like if 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 people like what the website and the Twitter account are doing. Is there a way even more directly I can help people stick with their shows, make their shows um, better in any way by giving them that positive reinforcement that they need to continue making the stuff? Yeah. Well, you've done it for me on a number of fronts, even just reaching out to Bobby and I way, way back in the day, just letting us know that you listened. And I'm like, that's enough. Like, that's the thing, like you're, you're doing like, you've got, you've got the the big idea and it's amazing. And I feel like your impact is going to be really immense and positive, but even just that little slight, like, Hey man, I listened to this episode. You're doing a good job is like, like I said, there's just such yeah. a void of anything that that little like pat on the back, like, Hey, I noticed it's the whole like senpai noticed me or somebody for God's sakes noticed. Yeah, I, I hope so. And the, the yeah. thing that actually keeps me going on this on a daily basis is that the podcast that I've featured who didn't submit their show to me or anything, like when I tag them on Twitter, they're like, holy right. crap, like somebody listened like, and a website wrote up, wrote this thing about my episode. Like mm-hmm. I can't believe it. And that to me is like, that's the po- kind of positive <laughs> reinforcement that I want. Like hopefully I've, if those people were like, well, maybe we'll continue with this show. Maybe not like, and if if what I'm doing at all encourages them to keep going, mm-hmm. that's great. And it's a, it's an intangible thing. Like you can tell you can go on and on about like, OK, well, if you did this, like technically, like if you did this with the sound and did this with the intro or the show notes or whatever it is, that's all very good. Yeah. But like 
there's there's almost nothing that can really touch confidence. Like if you're yeah. able to like build and cultivate confidence in somebody, then it's like they'll be unstoppable. Hopefully in a good way. Hopefully they're not like just arrogant. In a good way. <laughs> but but there's something about confidence that just yeah. Um, yeah. that's even, then, then people will, they'll, they'll find their own ways to make the show better from yeah. a technical standpoint or, and also trying to discourage people from just doing negative YouTube videos because that's what the algorithm wants. Right. Yeah. yeah. We should, like, we should just uh, discourage people from sharing that when they are not yeah. liking it. Like it's this, this thing that always baffles my mind on the internet of somebody sharing a thing going like, isn't this terrible? It's like, what are you doing? Like what it's the, the Simpsons, um, how the Treehouse of horrors, like just ignore it. Just don't look at the advertisements and all the monsters go away. Like just right. stop sharing it. I, it just baffles me. So there's, there's ways we can make the internet and gaming Twitter at least a better place, but I hope so, man. I really mm-hmm. hope so. Mm-hmm. And I well, mean, you, that's... Guys, you guys do it already on a daily basis or on a weekly basis with player one podcast. I, I rarely come out of that show going like, wow, Actually, probably never. Like, you guys are never like down. Even when things aren't like great, you're just like, still, <laughs> it's still a positive conversation somehow. I love yeah. this podcast. I mean, I, I don't know how you feel about listening to your own stuff, but there was a period of Player One where uh, I would try to talk about all the news of the week. Mm-hmm. And it was even stuff that Phil and Greg, my co hosts, didn't care about. Yeah. Didn't have any opinion of. And. <laughs> It's like, why am I even bringing this stuff up? Mm-hmm. Then? Like, let's just talk about what we might be able to have a conversation about. Yeah. Like, instead of just, oh, look at CDPR, uh, you know, dangle in the wind yeah. on all this like bad press. Mm-hmm. Like, that's not fun. Like, yeah. <laughs> or there's a million other podcasts if people, if that's what people want, they can listen to those. Like, uh, I, at this point, I feel like I would just listen to you guys talk about pretty much anything. And that's like, <laughs> well, thank you. I mean, I just never know when the next Phil voice is going to appear. So that's kind of like it's what keeps me on it. So <laughs> it's so true. But I mean, I feel the same way about you and Bobby. You know, I reached out to you. What I've been listening to if we ran Nintendo for months at that yeah. point. Yeah. Holy cow. And, <laughs> you know, I, I don't know like your history with talk radio or whatever, but I grew up listening to talk radio and like identifying and like sort of identifying with those personalities and like, you start to see those people as friends big time. And that's like what I love about podcasting is that you can have that relationship with somebody that you're listening to and they don't mm-hmm. even know that you exist. They don't even I know, know in your car mm-hmm. yelling at your radio. Yes. Is something that this person said is <laughs> well on that note, like I, and I was about to tweet about this as well. Like there's, there's two podcasts that can, I I haven't missed an episode in probably at this point in years mm-hmm. and it's you and married to the games uh, there's others that I've I've listened to, but for whatever reason, um, you don't know that I'm listening every week. And I'm like, right. and I, you know, I'm talking about how encouraging it is to let others know. And I feel like hopefully there's, if there's a takeaway for others, it's let your favorite podcasters know that you're listening. And I'm like, it just kind of dawned on me. Like, I really should tell you guys, like, as I don't <laughs> send in questions, because it's even having you on tonight. I'm like, how do I, what do I talk? What do I ask the person who gets 30 to 70 questions a week asked like you guys have answered every question imaginable you know how do you how do you bring somebody like that onto a podcast but yeah it occurred to me that you and married to the games like i listen every weekend if like you probably don't even know that because i haven't actually told you that and it's like sure i should do that married to the games has been going on for so long too oh my gosh no kidding (laughs) like them too speaking of yeah um life happening um, mm. the discoveries that I make of these shows are often like linked to 
like big moments in life. Like when I first listened to Married to the Games, I was renovating this basement on my hands and knees, just like never done anything like that before. And yeah, I, that's I went back and listened to their whole like back catalog, which at that point was like 30 episodes. I think <laughs> it's like I, I was on pretty, pretty soon on after them. But yeah, yeah, they've been doing it for a long time as well. And you blink your yeah, eyes and yeah. yeah, looking at a decade. So it's been awesome. Chris, I am so glad that you carved out time, man. I feel like we hey, could go on time, forever. Man. I think I am going to have to have you on. I didn't realize it was three years. That's insane. Three years, yeah. <laughs> I'd love to have you on again. Um, can you let everybody know like where to find you and again, like where to find um, or even submit stuff to your website and all the things? Sure. Uh, so secondplayer.net is the website. On Twitter, it's secondplayer.net. And uh, you can submit things either on the website. There's a submit form up in the top navigation, or you can just uh, tweet at me, uh, second player dot or second player net. You can just uh, tweet at that account and let me know you're out there, and I'll follow you back and uh, add you to the podcast or YouTube channel list mm-hmm. that I've got going. But I am Super Pack on Twitter. That's S U P E R P A C. And uh, I also do the Player One podcast every week that comes out on uh, Tuesday mornings. And that's at playeronepodcast.com. Nice. And uh, when you're not doing that, you're sailing the seven seas. In the seven seas. <laughs> yeah, on Sea of Thieves. <laughs> what do we have? What do we have before I let you go? What, what's, what's happening with Sea of Thieves this year? Do we know? Do we have a roadmap? Oh, yeah. There's a slight roadmap. They're doing their first season drop uh, either this week or maybe next week where they're doing like a three month long season of progression. So they're going to kind of work into that battle pass sort of mentality. That's going to get me, man. Service games. That'll do. get me. <laughs> <laughs> where anything you do on the seas gives you progression and there's a 100 levels of stuff to get. And uh, so that'll be really interesting to see how that brings people in. Um, but the game, honestly, like when they launched, it was a very bare bones game. Mm-hmm. I mean, you talked about that. You dropped off it super quick, Sorry, <laughs> which is fine. <laughs> totally understandable. But they've like basically quadrupled or gone even more with the amount of content that is now in there. Like it's not even recognizable what they launched with to where, what they are now. I can't believe you didn't start a podcast about this game this whole time. <laughs> there, well, I've guessed it on a pod. There's a keelhauled podcast is all about CFPs <laughs> every week. Captain Logan uh, talks about <laughs> the new stuff in the game. And I've been a guest on his show. And it's a great, great show about That's CFPs. Perfect. Yeah. He's been doing it every week uh, since the game launched talking about sea of thieves great yeah that's great well thanks again for your chat tonight and yeah we'll definitely have to have you back very very soon on the show absolutely thanks so much sean that's it okay so i'm not saying this for this show (laughs) i'm not asking for people to do this to me um but let's let's make it a let's make it a thing to reach out to somebody who creates content that we listen to that you listen to. Let them know that you're there. Let them know that you're listening, that you appreciate it, that you think that it's good. Whatever it is, like that, you know, it's 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 hard to it's hard, it, it takes a lot to take a moment out of your day to do anything other than something that you know that is on your own to do list that um, <laughs> helps you put food on the table. All the things you got to do to make your day happen. But I feel like maybe that's why reaching out to somebody when when a content creator receives a message from somebody says, hey, I've been listening for a while. (laughs) 
Long time, first time type of thing. Letting somebody know that you're there is hugely powerful. So I encourage everybody, if you listen to a podcast, you watch some YouTube videos, you, you, you consume content, let the person know you're there and that you're that you're you're enjoying the content. Because quite often, if this is a challenge, uh, it's a challenge to create content and there's probably doubt that might be, maybe somebody is going through or maybe they're having a challenge just maybe unrelated to to the content. Maybe it's, maybe something's going on with their job or whatever it is. And having that, that pop-up, that notification, somebody saying, hey, you're doing a good job. <laughs> Hugely powerful, man. Uh, so thank you to Chris. I think he's doing a wonderful job with this website and I hope you guys will check it out secondplayer.net links will be in the show notes of course Um, so thank you to Chris for being on the show and spreading that good word man we can make the internet and gaming twitter a better place Um, speaking of making gaming twitter a better place if you guys want to follow me on twitter I'm at Sean Capri you can follow the show at WeTheGamerCast you can follow me on twitch at twitch.tv slash Sean Capri I'm going to be playing Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic at least for the foreseeable future I think Unless I've beaten it by the time you guys are listening to this, but I doubt it. So look forward to that. Uh, and if you really like the show, you can go to patreon.com slash Yumi Capri. You get this show early. You get it on Fridays. You get my Q&A show, the Pants Patreon podcast for Patrons Podcast, where it's basically this. It's just me, but it's you as well. You submit your questions, and there's often 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 17 questions probably more like five but you could be one of them patreon.com slash yumi capri i've rambled on enough this is the end of the show thank you guys for being here i'm gonna be back next week with uh maybe justin masson i'm not sure i don't know who listens to this part but here's jason 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 Jason! 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 Sean! 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 Jason! 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 Jason!